0: Thank you for listening to Podcast West Seattle. My name is Andrew. On this episode, we visit the West Seattle baseball Pee Wee fields.
1: It was a huge disappointment. There were a lot of families hoping we'd get something in.
0: We also take a look at some upcoming events around the neighborhood.
2: Definitely bring strollers, bikes, decorate. Um, This will be a very celebratory event.
0: All this and more is next on Podcast West Seattle. As I record this, it is Tuesday, June 8th. West Seattle's looking at a surprisingly dry weather week with highs in the upper 60s. Let's take a quick look at some news from around the Duwamish Peninsula this past week. There continues to be uncertainty around what will happen to the parking lot at the West Seattle Junction. According to WestSideSeattle.com, the proposed plan to build affordable housing and a community hospital is one option, but the West Seattle Trusted Properties Board may consider for-profit developers as well. The board will not likely make a final decision until October, so this is a story to keep watching. In light rail news, the West Seattle blog reported Thursday on Sound Transit's realignment scenarios to deal with budget shortfalls. West Seattle was originally supposed to see light rail in 2030 under this plan, then 2031. Now the best case scenario looks like 2032. Worst case, 2037. Sounds like a science fiction number. And last Friday many people noticed a film crew filling up the parking lot at the Fauntleroy Church and YMCA with their base camp as they filmed scenes at Lincoln Park, also taking up a sizable part of one of the Lincoln Park lots. The crew is most likely filming scenes for the Three Debras. The show takes place in the fictional town of Lemoncurd, Connecticut, but the first season was filmed largely in Seattle and Snohomish. No word on a release date for Season 2, but when it comes out, we can look for scenes of Lincoln Park. Now let's take a quick look at some of what's coming up this week in West Seattle. Back in May, the city announced that they would be closing the West Seattle COVID vaccine hub in three weeks. That time has come, and the vaccine site will be closing on Wednesday. There continue to be vaccines available at most neighborhood pharmacies. This weekend at Morgan Junction will be the Morgan Junction Pride Parade. I spoke with Autumn from Youngstown Coffee and Heartbeat Cafe about the event. Uh,
2: My name is Autumn. I'm the owner of Youngstown Coffee with my wife, Monica. And both Youngstown and um, Heartbeat Organic Superfoods Cafe are sponsoring a pride event called Celebrate Pride. And it's this Friday. Stress is five, it goes from five to six and we're going to meet in the Morgan Junction Park right next to Beverage Place. Everybody's welcome. Families encouraged. It's, you know, very much family-friendly event. And um, we're going to meet there. We're going to walk up to Finlay uh, Street. And so heading north in California Ave and then cross over and then come back down. And the event will end at our um, businesses, so at Heartbeat and Youngstown. Definitely bring strollers, bikes, you know decorate this will be a very celebratory event um we're also going to have a focus on um, protecting transgender youth um so bring signs and support yeah it'll end at at heartbeating hugstown we'll have a dj some live music um free like little goodies for kiddos and specials on some drinks on our menus and then the proceeds will benefit lambert house in seattle
0: thanks autumn also this weekend will be the South Del Ridge Farmers Market. The market is located at Hope Academy at 9421 18th Avenue Southwest from 11am to 3pm on Saturday. The market focuses on vendors of color. You can find a list of vendors and more information at achdo.org. Also happening this week, West Seattle Baseball is in the midst of their playoffs for their younger divisions. I decided to take a deeper look at this West Seattle institution.
3: If you were just driving by in the neighborhood, you would never know that those fields are down there.
0: On a quiet stretch of road between Highland Park and Puget Ridge sits Riverview Playfield.
3: You have to go there with a purpose almost, you know?
0: It is a seemingly simple flat stretch of baseball fields and tennis courts with a small parking lot and playground in the middle.
3: It's like the first time we went, our Google directions got us all lost and we're wandering around the Riverview fields up top going like, these don't look like (laughs) five-year-olds, Where, where do we go?
0: But a closer look reveals a gravel path leading down a hill with a sign that reads, West Seattle Baseball Pee Wee Fields. Well, I first described going down the big gravel hill. If you happen down that path on a game day, you'll find it lined with parked cars and families walking up and down.
3: Someone said, no, you gotta keep keep going, and then you drive down. And
0: as you turn the corner.
3: And your first view of all four fields. Then the four fields are sitting right there. And what really stands out is the yellow fences. It's like, ah.
0: Peewee fields sit nestled on an unlikely plateau on the edge of the West Duwamish Greenbelt. The fields were built in 1974 through an agreement with the city, West Seattle Peewee Baseball Association, and a whole lot of volunteer work from parents. At the time, they were the only fields in the area designated specifically for the five to ten year old age group. The miniature complex of four fields is surrounded by a steep ridge up to the rest of the park on one side and a steep ravine down into the West Duwamish Greenbelt on the other. When the trees are in full bloom in the summer, it gives the fields a truly unique and isolated feel.
3: Yeah, it's a magical place, and you would never expect it to be there. I
0: spoke with some parents during an end-of-season tournament game to get a better sense of the community that emerges around these fields. See
3: Andrew, it takes a village.
0: (laughs) That's Steph Husky.
3: Yes, Um, we're here Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays for this level. Um, and then my older son plays Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And then
4: we have soccer on Sundays. Sure, I'm Stacy Canole, and I have two kids on the Pavar team. And I'm married to the assistant coach, and I do a lot of the scorekeeping. I tell you how much I love all these little kids. There's a ton of kindergartners who are the younger siblings. But they all just run around and chase each other and play the whole game. And it's just so wonderful. And kids will ask to come down even when they don't have to because they can stay home with a grandparent. Kids will bring neighbors down to come play who don't even have a sibling playing. It's probably just a snack shack that I'd like to think it's because they're going to see their other friends.
3: Are there something about um, like that little peewee area is so controlled? Like, there are, you know, you can go further down that path or you can go up the hill, but generally the kids don't. They know to stay within the field area, and then everybody seems to have their eyes whether they know the kids or not of like hey buddy don't climb on the hill you know or like hey where's your (laughs) grown-up don't go down that scary path (laughs) you know that's great
4: it's also fun because there's so much crossover down here so for instance those kids are the brothers of a player on the other team And their dad works with my husband, and I used to work with their mom. So you're just kind of running into all these people that right. you know professionally
3: or, you know, from around town, and the crossover's really neat. There's so many times where I'm, like, wandering around Target or whatever, and then I see a familiar face, and I'm like, how do I know that? And it's like, probably just from baseball. <laughs> but the surprising part about it is the friends we've made, um, that's... Sounds a little corny, but really it's true. Like baseball is a long game. It's not like basketball or soccer where you know there's something happening every second. It's you get a lot of time on the bleachers with these families and getting to know them. And I've met some of my best friends um, from my own self through the league. And I know that's true for my husband too. And it's definitely true for the kids.
0: I wanted to hear more about how West Seattle baseball is organized and what it was like having to cancel the season in 2020. I found the league's president as he was warming up his Pinto team for a game. That's the eight and under age
1: group. So my name's uh, Peter Parker, uh, AKA Coach Spidey, as the team calls me. This is my first year being president. I was vice president last year and then was uh, Shetland commissioner the year before. Been in the league now for about five, six years, started out at at, uh, Shetland with our oldest son jack who's now in mustang oh there he is he's actually warming up the the kids here in the infield and then we've got Jamin here he's throwing dirt here with his helmet on uh uh, in pinto and then we've got one more in the wings a jet he's he's two two and a half going on ten wanting to play with his older brothers already so we're going to be down here for for a while so january comes around and then february we start uh our evaluations for for mustang and bronco we we go and draft kids and place them equally on the team so that teams are fairly balanced, right? And then March we get going down here for the older divisions. Um the T ballers we usually wait until April till the weather starts getting a little bit nicer before we have our first games. And those are Friday and Saturday, right? Those are super easy. So it's Friday night into Saturday morning. You're about two hours a, a week and that's it, you're done. For T ball, that's about all the baseball they can handle. And then we also have a summer crush program, which we really like. And that's opened up to not just West Seattle baseball, but anyone in the area that wants to play. And that's more like a Sandlot-style baseball, where kids just show up, and, and, and it's like one game a week, basically, and that's it. There's no practices, nothing else. And maybe for kids that have never played before that want to show up and, and play, they can come maybe get their neighbor friend that's never played that's shown an interest and come out and, and try baseball. And that kids absolutely love. absolutely they get a little t-shirt a hat and the whole deal and it's it's really fun it's a blast
0: so what was what was last year like for these families that have grown accustomed to this being a big part of the summer
1: it was it was a huge disappointment there were a lot of families hoping we'd get something in and and um, to be honest it was probably the hardest year of running a league without having any baseball at all you know it it was really tough Um, the president last year karen did an excellent job with the league and keeping everyone motivated and and doing a good job and just sticking with it, but there was only so much we could do. I think it was just like anything, right? For any family, it was hard to see the kids not being kids. I think was the hardest part, right? Because baseball was the first sport that got canceled.
4: It was terrible.
1: Here's Stacy
0: again.
4: Peter, my oldest, is really even-tempered, but when he found out that this was canceled and then tournaments that his travel team was going to were canceled, he was, devastated and I think he understood before we did what an impact that was gonna have on our lives I don't think the nickel dropped for me until even we came back and I realized this is our community this is the kids social life this is the healthy outlet that brings all four of us as a family together. This is what we like to do together. And I didn't realize what a big role it played in our life until it was missing. My
0: name is Peter. I play on Power Financial. I'm in Mustang and West Seattle baseball. I was disappointed because um, I play a lot of baseball. Um, It was weird because we had evaluations and we got onto our teams and then, we never had a pra- any practices that year. Well, I'm on the West Seattle 10 All-Stars, and so I'll be, we'll be playing in a lot of tournaments, including the home tournament that West Seattle baseball hosts, which I'm really looking forward to. While players and parents alike were eager to get back to baseball, many players are discovering West Seattle baseball for the first time this season. I spoke with James, a player in their first year with West Seattle Baseball. It's been fun and it's also been a very exciting because I've made new friends and I've had new teammates. But now I know when strikes are coming. I know I know when to I know when they aren't strikes, and I know when they're a ball. Every time we don't get a hit and there's two strikes. Watch the ball hit your back. Us, okay. We run to first base. We run to second
3: base.
0: We run to
3: third base. We run home. Oh (laughs) my.
0: West Seattle baseball makes its home at Riverview Playfields, located at 7226 12th Avenue Southwest. Thanks to Steph, Peter, and Stacy for talking to me. And special thanks to Mustang player Peter and Pinto player James. That wraps up this episode of Podcast West Seattle. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode very soon. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to tell a friend about the podcast as well. Until then, stay positive, West Seattle.